welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or if you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. It's time for a party. An unconventional quinceanera, that is. The queens were tasked to use party supplies to create their fantasy quinceanera dress. So who had a super sweet 15? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Mexico. And I'm joined by the fabulous Katrina Lovelace. Who are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm having a fun time with Drag Race Mexico. It's a, um, It's an interesting show, isn't it? It definitely is. Um, I'm very excited for it because um, a lot of people always ask me if I watch España, but mm-hmm. like for me, the only like difficulty with España was just like the Spanish. It's obviously like a different um, right. way of speaking it. So I never understood it. And it's also obviously like the, um, the slang and all the terms. Like I'm more obviously I'm more um, known with uh, Mexican slang. So it's always it's, it's it's definitely more interesting for me at least yeah it's in, well for me it's very interesting because obviously i don't speak spanish i use the, the captions but there are certain words that i have learned through drag race España that are slightly different here in mexico yes. um, which is really interesting so now i'm like catching on and trying to see if i can now understand how certain phrases that i know from drag race España translate to drag race mexico mm-hmm um and then we have valentina and that's a whole different conversation but, right, um, right right <laughs> <laughs> all right uh first off we got some drag news of the week uh drag race down under three cast has officially dropped um they did a whole fun little uh pirate theme at least they finally got a theme to do even though it's pirates i thought it was cute and we just okay. found out that on july 11th we're going to get the cast drop for drag race philippines too so much what i did not know there's so much to keep up with i'm just like it's hard nowadays but it's yeah. really the Ep- it's the epcot of drag yeah, yeah 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 i mean i'm excited and i'm happy and enthused but yeah it's a lot it is all right friends pronunciations i apologize i'm trying to get better uh so if i don't say things correctly i'm, I'm trying i'm trying and as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react as what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. All right, let's begin. Now, things are going to be a little different we are going to completely bypass the normal post-elimination pomp and circumstances. The girls enter um, the workroom, read the mirror message. No, we're, we're not going to have that this time. Um, <laughs> no. They're, they're going to enter the next day singing their rendition of La Dragaracha to the tune of La Cucaracha. Uh, do you think that song is going to hit number one on the iTunes charts? I don't see why not. They just have to record it now. They always 
right. <laughs> I mean, there's no rights to get it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a kid's uh, tune. So, hey, why yeah. not? All right. Well, how are they feeling? Well, Vermelia thought they were going to go home and got on. Not even five minutes into the morning, we'll say, well, she thought both her and Miss Vallarta were going to go home. Uh, she's going to be our little shitster. I think so. But I mean, she is also saying what everyone is thinking, but everyone is Correct. just like fearful of saying it. Um, I was like, I saw that lip sync and I was just very disappointed. Uh, I was like, damn, they didn't even know the lyrics. Like, not if you don't know the lyrics, at least put it in your performance, but they didn't even do that either. I mean, just pull a Valentina and put something on your face. So the bitch is right there. She'll appreciate it. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> now, she tells them that she feels they didn't live up to the standards of the show. She finds both their drag polished, but believes they leave much to be desired on stage. Matraka tells Vallarta that the judges didn't get her concept, but she says she liked it anyway, so suck it. If only if that's how life actually worked. I mean, I'd it be, would be so much easier. Right? <laughs> she says it's a new day and she's ready to focus on the race. She'll be fine. Now, Margaret will call out the shitster and tell us that on this year day, Gada will lip sync to show them how it's done. Now, Gada tells us that lip syncing and performing on stage is her forte and thinks that's why Margaret is jealous of her. Would you say lip sync and performing is your forte? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's uh, true. I uh, thank you. I love performing. I, I love doing it all. I, a lot of people think that I would just, I'm going to dance, uh, but no, I can, I, I feel like I can do it all, like comedy and all that stuff in yeah. the performances. So that's definitely something that if I ever get onto the show, whatever franchise it may or may not be, um, I would love just to have that moment because obviously no one would know what I would be capable of doing. Mm -hmm. uh, in the competition and then just kind of like wowing them and then being like yep sorry girl you're going home type of thing do you have a Mexican musician that's like your go-to artist um Thalia definitely mm -hmm. Thalia I mean I also there is a Mexican artist her name is Faye a lot of people don't know her but uh, she's an artist that I grew up with so I definitely love her and she's like a one that I go to as well yeah, I, I, I have this weird feeling that they're going to save, save Talia for the final lip sync. Most um, likely. We'll see. We'll see. There's a, there's a lot of good Mexican musicians out there. Yeah, I mean, Talia is also very well known with even English speakers. So I think mm -hmm. that that's probably why they're going to save it. Or at least Absolutely. they're going to save it for someone that can like perform, do it justice. Perform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, on the bright side, Christian won the week and the way that the girls golf clapped, very, very shady. They, they did not have enthusiasm <laughs> there. Um, Regina tells her that her element of surprise was her trump card. And can I just say that I hate that phrase trump card simply because of what else that name corresponds with? Can we find like a new phrase that means the same thing and stop putting the devil's name in our mouth? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> We're going to have to find it one way or another because we can't be using that word anymore. No, it gives him power. Yeah, it's redacted now at this point. <laughs> Kristen will tell the girls that she was super nervous before going on stage. She says there are only two outcomes, you slay or you bomb. As Rahina will tell the girls how beautiful they were standing up together, the alarm blares. Now, I had mentioned this last week on the podcast, but the setup of the workroom being so different than what we're used to was is very jarring. Like, usually they have to cross to the other side of the stage to the video message and then the host entrance. But the video screen is literally right behind the workroom tables. 
Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, I guess in that sense, I kind of just wanted to stand out. But yeah. I mean, it's not it's not such a bad thing that I'm just like, oh, my God, the video is in a different place. But it definitely throws That's, you it's off. It's more so because, like the staging. Yeah. Yeah. It throws you off because you've already seen all of these franchises and all of these seasons from like US and All-Stars, um, Canada, Philippines, all of them. Like they kind of have the same layout. So it's just kind of like, wait a minute. Yeah. Something's wrong. Um, also, Gata took a tumble, which was very funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's time for a video message. Will it be one from Valentina once again? Nope, it is Lilia-centric episode. Oh, now it's her rendition of the video message. And she's kind of looking like French Lolita. I kind of love it. Uh, she's loving this opportunity, making the best of it. Did you watch Drag Race France? Were you familiar with Lolita Banana? I'm sad to say I did not watch Drag Race France, uh, but now I'm getting to like know her a little bit more. Um, I like her. She's pretty cool. She's pretty dope. Yeah, she's a fun one. Yeah. The girls think they are about to have a telenovela challenge, but when Lolita walks in looking like she's going to the club, she's got other news for them. Now, when she asks them how they feel, they say excellent, and Lolita is going to smash the hammer down and say, you feel fantastic after that lip sync? Think again. It's time for a tongue lashing. Um you know what? It's kind of warranted. Like, you can't just pretend it didn't happen. No, you're totally right. And I guess she was just mad because probably she was like, no, we should we should send them both home. But they're like, no, yeah. we'll, we'll keep them. But yeah. no, yeah. Production I mean, would have been like, what do we do? We can't send two people home with our filming schedule. <laughs> exactly. Especially in the first episode. Yeah, definitely. So Lolita warns them, better not happen again. But Lolita has a surprise for them from her sister, Valentina. And once again, they have to turn around, run over to Valentina, who stands in front of a curtain as she welcomes them to her quinceanera. Now to catch us all up, uh, quinceanera is a celebration of a girl's 15th birthday. The celebration has cultural roots in Mexico, but is widely celebrated in Latin America. What is your super sweet quinceanera? And um, didn't someone just like celebrate a birthday recently? I did celebrate my birthday recently, actually. It was my double quinceanera, my 30th birthday. So that was fun. Um, that's why, like, I'm still recouping from Pride and <laughs> from all of that stuff. Um, but no, um, I know that there's, like, a whole, like, season of quinceaneras. Um, my sister had one. Um, and then there was, like, another person that had it. And I was, like, one of their chambelanes, which basically mm -hmm. is, like, one of the dancers that you have for your um for your quinces and it's just it's a very very wild time like you basically don't even have time to party you kind of are just there to perform to make uh the 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 birthday girl look good and then in a flash you're already home so it sounds like a, a night a saturday night at icon oh yeah exactly basically <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll have to throw you a, a double quinceanera. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Now, behind the curtain is a huge setup with streamers and balloons and cups. Uh, a lot of pink and purple. A lot yeah. of pink and purple. For this week's Max 2 Challenge, they must take all they can from the display and put together a quinceanera dress. Pixie is excited for this challenge as she can sew. Meanwhile, her daughter is freaking out because she doesn't want the sewing challenge to have come so soon. And before anyone can claim anything, the pit crew comes bringing carts of more stuff from them to pick through. Now, 
As it is tradition to stress or excite the contestants, Lolita reveals that the guest judge of the week is Rockstar, a.k.a. Rojo Nuno. Are you familiar with him? No, I had no idea who he was. And then when they said he was a TikTok star, I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, TikTok I'm not legend known so, for lip syncing. Yeah, no, I'm not so in tune with uh, TikTok viral stars. Uh, so... I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's who I I don't know who he is. So I don't feel as bad. Now the girls have one minute to grab their supplies. I know you can do a little sewing yourself. What items would you have selected first in order to make your dream quinceanera dress? God, I would have probably like climbed on top of somebody's shoulders and have grabbed those disco balls Mm -hmm. and uh, whatever uh, like tablecloth was there. Um, All those metallics. They just don't, they don't really um, complement the body. So yeah. I would have, I would have stayed away from all of those balloons, but yeah, definitely like the tablecloth and all that stuff. And even Valent- like the curtains. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Valentina sets the girls off and I thought the set was about to be torn down is everyone was going for those streamers. It really was a battle of what they can hold in their arms. Uh, and whoever stole the cart first was the smartest. Like you already had, so that's so yeah. there brilliant choice all right well the girls are off and starting to sketch out their designs and cut their patterns and margaret is going to go over to vallarta and matraca to ask opinions she is going to try to avoid being conceptual after last time as she went overboard now vallarta is like these girls are asking me for advice and she's never been to a quinceanera um yeah. shocking i mean yeah because i feel like there's like a quince going on every single day of the week of the year Maybe she didn't have friends. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. She might also be like a only child because that's fair. I'm that's surprised fair. as well. That's weird. Next yeah. is Regina about cutting her fabric. Vallarta has a lot to do, but she has a big heart. She, she's willing to help the girls. She's filled with confidence after last week's fiasco. She knows she is a naturally creative person, so she's not too worried. The montage continues of Vallarta's sewing advice. She's a pro and the girls know it. And we're going to watch the camera go around as the girls are working in Someone is drawing an outline of their hand like a turkey. I, I'm sorry. I know it's someone being brave and trying to make a glove. It's just the process of making it that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so just um, like kindergarten, turkey mm-hmm. hand, where you're just like, oh, okay. You understand what they're have you doing. Made gloves but before? You can- I have. And it's so funny because even when I do trace my hand, I'm, I just so, I feel so silly. I'm like, yeah, it's- this it's, it just, it's the watching it. I was like, really? Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Dada is freaking out. So she's going to go over to Christian to spitball an idea. She is dreading this challenge of sewing. It's not her forte. She would much rather walk in naked. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if she walked in naked. She's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. So when Gada asks Christian, how does she start cutting? And Christian is like, I don't know either. There's danger in the workroom. Now, apparently, Gada didn't plan well for coming to Drag Race, as when Christian suggests she uses a corset, she tells her that she only has one for later and she can't glue stuff to it. Girls, always bring an extra corset or three. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have some thoughts about it with the outfit, which I'll get mm-hmm. to it when we get to the outfits. But yeah, it was definitely intriguing and interesting. You Knowing that there's at least going to be one sewing challenge. Like bring I, extras I, I of know, everything. I know in previous seasons, at least in America, they've provided some corsets for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I know they're like the big black ones, so you're very limited what you could do with it, but yeah. at least it's, they have it. Gala is willing to use hot glue, but she doesn't know where to start. She's freaking out to the point where the girl's spidey senses are tingling and feeling like Gala wants to give up and go home. No, 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 girl. No, it's too soon to do that. Not on the second challenge. And also in this moment, we're going to learn that we have a little bit of a click in the workroom. It's Gala Christian and Rohina Voce, the main stars, as the caption says. Um, maybe not the name to give yourself. No. <laughs> definitely not especially not it's so funny that the name came at the second episode and you see every single one of them just struggling yeah yeah um like i get it you want to be relaxed talks you want to have notoriety but change the name go something a little more modest also in this moment when magna comes to help gata there's a discussion of how her patterns were in a bag that seems to be mia and so i was wondering maybe she didn't she's missing a bag or something Oh, I don't know. I didn't even catch that part, honestly. Yeah, it seemed like she was missing her patterns, which is why she was upset. Um, I, oh, I, yes. I, I, I do know of a former Drag Race contestant who did not get all of her belongings off of a plane to their Drag Race season. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Honey Davenport, she was missing a bag. Damn. Uh, oh. Yeah, right? That would suck. Like, I would be like, can I just come back for another season, please? Right, exactly. I would have just given up. Gala wants to make a halter top despite not knowing what it is actually called. Listen, that would be me. I, I'd say I want to do something and everyone would laugh and be like, you mean X, Y, Z? And I'd be like, yep, that's me. That's what I mean. But Margaret notices that the main stars are having a breakdown. She wants them to stay, so she will help them out. She is the lighthouse in their storm. Would you help, a, help out a competitor in a situation like this? Nope. Like, I was thinking about it while watching the episode. And I thought, what if a New York City drag sister was there with me and she was really struggling? I would probably just have been over her shoulder, be like, maybe do this and that and the other. If I have time, I'll help you. But don't guarantee on it. And uh, do as much as you can. But what if it was Lola and Hibiscus? Sorry, girl. (laughs) I... (laughs) For me, like, because, I, like, I know that go, coming back home, we'll still be friends. But I'm like, it's a competition, baby. Like, That's if fair. I look like shit, I'm not trying to go home, so. That's fair. Yeah. Listen, Drag Race France just brought a drag duo on their season. I think it's time for um, Katrina and whatever co-host you want on. Okay. I'm down. All right. Well, the girls are working, and we hear an ooh 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 and a hello, hello, hello. It's Lolita and Valentina, and it's our first work walkthrough of Drag Race Mexico. Um, I wasn't sure if we would have them both at once, but I feel like being this as the first one, having both of them share their experience in this type of challenge, invaluable. Maybe as the season progresses, progresses they'll each take a week and go swap off with one another. Um, but it's really interesting seeing these two work together. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely interesting because they all both have different energies. Lolita's so mm-hmm. high and Valentina's so mellow. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 refreshing because they kind of balance themselves out. So absolutely, and even even just colloquially speaking, obviously Valentina is not as fluid as Lolita is. Yeah. So having them together is really really important and perfect to watch. Yeah, that's true. All right. They will taunt the girls a bit. And when Valentina is like, you are using the sewing machine or glue, 
I was like, she's entering her troll era. I'm here for it. <laughs> Rahina and Matraka will join Valentina and Lolita first. So Matraka will be asked if she likes the theme of the week. And she says that the inspiration of her dress comes from her childhood as a femboy. She says that her sister's parties were fascinating to her. And this week, the look is being based off of her sister's dress. Now, does she sew? Well, she says she can make some magic. But in Guadalajara, they call her the hot glue queen. Um, do you own a hot glue gun? No. You're only a nowhere girl. in my house. There's a hot glue. No, I don't. <laughs> Valentina wants to know if she'll make it to the top, and she says, with enough time and luck, maybe she will. Regina, uh, she's gonna be honest with them. She's fucked. She reveals <laughs> that with while she designed her own outfit, she doesn't sew. And after she learned she was gonna be on Drag Race, she decided to learn and take a few sewing lessons. Her skill set is to be able to design a shirt, and that's as far as she can get. She's not a pro. She'll get there. She wants to show a side of Rahina that is not just the classy, glamorous, elegant fashionista. She's an actress and wants to play the role of a downtown quinceanera dancing on the streets in a block party. Were you familiar with the work of Rahina Voce from Queen of the Universe, season one? No, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time I'm she hearing about se- it. Yeah, she was on season one of the show. Um, maybe oh, uh, semifinals, I think. Semifinals a week right beforehand. Oh, okay. Uh, so she got a voice. She's very, very good at that part. Yeah, that's true. Lillian- Lilia reminds them she is challenged to use plastic in her dress, and she will. Valentina tells her that the materials might be shoddy, but she has to make them look couture. Um, yeah, plastic cups and couture. That's the combo we all want in our lives. That's always the, the part that I'm fearful of. I would not want to work with unconventional items because it mm-hmm. is very difficult to make it look fashion forward or like hokator, like. How can you, yeah, exactly. How can you make cups and balloons and streamers look? Have you ever forward? explored or tried it one, before? No, um, no, I have not. Um, I tried once with paper, but then I just looked at it and I was like, why am I lying to myself? I'm, I don't need to do this. <laughs> so, no, I'm not going to do it. That's fair. All right, next up is Pixie and Vermelia. It's a family affair. Pixie right off the bat says that it won't be easy, but they are there for each other and they'll be, do their best to be separate. Pixie is willing to help others sew, but at the moment she's having creative block. And as she says that she's behind schedule, she will use the word we, and Lolita will not only pick up on it, but she will call her out for it. Who's we? Pixie says that she is experienced seamstress, so she tries to help others. Has she worked on hers yet? Just a little. Then Lolita comes in savage once again, asking her if she's there for the crown or Miss Congeniality. Uh, the, the crown, of course. Is that a sign that maybe you should like change your game plan up a little bit if, if the host is like, you're not trying to win, are you? Oh, definitely, because you don't want the host, especially the host that is a judge, to have that mentality about you that yeah. you're not there for the crown. You're just there to like have a good time. I mean, yes, have a good time, but also want to uh, want to have the drive to win, you know? Absolutely. So. Lolita will ask Vermelia how she is, and she responds that she's not cutting herself any slack. The lip sync was a reality check. And then to make things worse, Valentina's like, Belinda is like totes a close friend of mine, and you didn't do her any justice. Ouch. I forgot that they're like close friends. Yeah, so that's funny. But yeah. <laughs> Poor Good thing. thing they didn't have Belinda as the guest judge for the week. Oh, that would have been even worse. Poor, like, no. Mm-mm. They would have been like, okay, cut. We're going to try this again. Go go look at the lyrics backstage. Yeah. Romelia knows they gave her a second and last chance. Um, but if I have my opinion, they gave her a third chance, but we'll get to it. 
<laughs> Vermelia will be serving a conceptual quinceanera look, but don't worry, she'll add her glitter. Pixie knows that it's a solo game, so she and Vermelia have to succeed or fail on their own merits. Argenis and Gala join the table next, and Gala is already like, look at my trash. Gala is nervous as she dreaded the challenge. She thought she could sort it out and come in, come to grips with it, but she's about to break down and cry. She can't figure out where to start. She shares that she is thinking about taking the plastic cups and making them flowers, but keeps getting stuck when she tries to put it on the material. Valentina tells her to shake away her doubts and stick to one idea. She's trying to give you the sexy hussy Gala at a quinceanera. Um, all right. Um, uh, sexy hussy 15-year-old. That's really um, <laughs> helping things out here. Okay. All while the conversation is happening, Arhenis will Arhenis will be sketching. Like, listen, when you have an idea, I get it. You just got to write it down because then you like forget it. Especially at my age, I forget things like immediately. Right. While everyone is using their sister as inspiration, she's going to be using her niece. Now, Arhenis is entering her antagonist era as she's continuing uh, to say she will mock the non-sewers because she is a sewer. She learned from her mother. She will dedicate this dress to her mom. How did you learn how to sew? Uh, YouTube, actually. Uh, YouTube and just, I used to buy all my outfits from whatever store I could get, Rainbow Forever 21, and kind of just laid them out, uh, got a pattern from that, and then just uh, trial and error, honestly. There's nice. a lot of outfits in my closet that are just trashed, but I keep <laughs> them because they were just like the first outfits that I made, so Absolutely. they'll never see the day of light. Well, only when, when we open the Katrina Lovelace Museum. Well, exactly. Then they'll be <laughs> all the way in the far corner. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. So Lolita is going to say to her that they're keeping an eye on her and Pixie Pixie as they are talented in the field of sewing. Valentina will try to cover it up and say that they have high expectations for everyone, but especially them. Arhenis came to win. She knows what she is doing. Christian and Margaret are up next, and Christian is just trying not to be gouty and remind herself that it's not the place to create a piñata. Um, speaking of piñata, last week's uh, photo shoot challenge, what would your piñata look be? I don't know, but, oh, I don't really know, actually. I mean, it would probably have been uh, like a big horse, kind of like how Crystal did in her season. Mm-hmm. Um fucking last name i forgetting now crystal method um crystal method yes during season 12 um i would definitely have done something like that um just because it's stupid and campy and yeah um, yeah so i would have done something like that Magna shares that she will be taking a more literal approach as she was overly conceptual last time she shows a sketch and already lolita is like sickening she will have a gold top and full skirt like any quinceanera ball gown should have she may not be mexico's top seamstress but she has been helping her aunt make costumes and Christmas decorations. So she at least knows how to use a sewing machine. She started making dresses for her dolls. And now that she's a doll, it's time to make herself a dress. And we're going to get to see a doll later on. Now, Christian won the previous look and she is a uh, previous challenge. She's feeling the pressure. She wants to live in her own fantasy. Um, she says since she was 15 in the early 2000s. And I was like, ouch, same. Uh, she's going for <laughs> 2010. Uh, so I have a feeling that the two of us are probably around the same age. Yeah. She tells them that she is thinking about cuffs in her hair for a hair cuff and do spiky buns. And that idea, idea gets immediately knocked out when Lily is like, we don't want to see an alien. Fair, fair enough. Lolita tells her that she needs to show the theme on first glance. She tells us that in fashion, less is more. And Valentina wants polish, polish, polish. 
Next is a visit from Lady Caro and Serena. Lady Caro is down in the dumps, but she is hoping for the best outcome. She is dying to use the gayest items she found and make a ravishing look. She's trembling when she hits the table as she reveals that she didn't grab enough materials. So she's going to be creating appliques like butterflies and flowers to finish her look. And they're so bad already, they are falling off of her body form. Mm. Lolita will tell her that appliques are a cute idea, but it might be hard for the judges to see them as they are small. She wants them to catch their eyes. Now, Serena will be called out for looking, um, using balloons. And well, she just loves big puffy things. She wants to create a big corset dress to make her look as snatched as possible. She tells us that for her 25th birthday, she threw a sweet 15 plus 10 party. Love that for her. Then finally, it's Miss Vallarta who is feeling superb. Is she overconfident? Has she already recovered from the lipstick fiasco? She has. And now she will offer her interpretation of the quinceanera theme. She is giving different shapes, lots of volume and textures. She's going to use tubes as boning. But Lita likes the idea of the tubing, so she thinks she's on the right path. Valentina will ask her if she have, would have liked to have a quinceanera, and Miss Vallarta says this is a dream come true for her. Live that fantasy, girl. Miss Vallarta knows that she has to do her very best. She has focus. Um, the boning idea. What did you think of that at first glance? Conceptually, amazing. I was just like thinking, okay, this could go one of two ways. It's gonna be, it's gonna look great, or it's just gonna look a very hot mess. And well, it went one way <laughs> from it the sure two. Did. So yeah, um, it's 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 very tricky when working with uh boning that is not boning basically because it's it's either going to stay or it's just going to look like a floppy mess so yeah absolutely all right Lolita and Valentina will leave them for now we're going to jump ahead straight to elimination day the girls walk in and they seem a bit excited as they shout viva mexico and viva mamaru do you think mamaru is watching drag race mexico oh no (laughs) probably (laughs) not mamaru watches the international franchises when they tell her one of them is going to be on a verse the world season Yes, exactly. She's like, oh, okay, cool. That's the one. Do the highlights. Yeah. Uh, It's time to find out who's in trouble, and that would be Gala. She thinks she's fucked still. She will apologize for her mental breakdown the day before. And allegedly, it was so bad that she almost cursed out the girls. Listen, Drag Race, it's stressful. Yeah. I mean, it's... I understand. uh, There's there's a lot of people that they're like, oh, well, if you're auditioning for Drag Race, how, how do you not know how to sew? And maybe some of them um, went with the mentality like, hey, I'm going to learn. But once you get in, you don't really have that much time to be able to get everything together. My suggestion always is if you're going to audition for the show, learn, take a sewing class before you even put the audition tape out there just so you have it in your body. And maybe you can show what you've already started to work on. That is very true. That is very true. Now, Lady Keto will tell the story of how she's working on her sewing machine, and Gala walks up holding her fabric for her to sew. And she did, but Gala didn't line up the fabric right, so it puckered. So she told her to ruin the stitches and gave her face as she did so. Funny story, but again, like, that's very generous for her to literally sew it for her. Oh, yeah. I would have just looked at her and be like, here you go. You can do it. Uh, I'll watch you from the side. Right, exactly. All right, so who has the challenge in the bag? Pixie thinks she might. Miss Vallarta does as well, but she thinks she might be eating her words. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, the girls <laughs> get back to work to finish their looks. Now, at the mirror, we have Pixie, Margaret, and Argenis. Now, speaking of the mirrors, do you like these individual vanity mirrors, or you prefer 
prefer the big long ones that we have on <laughs> every other franchise. I prefer the long one, uh, just because, uh, like those mirrors, they kind of are limit your space, and then yeah. if you wanted to go a little farther and see everything from a grander uh, uh, scale, yeah, it kind of limits you in that sense. But then again, I don't know how it looks specifically. So visually, it's very pretty, though. Yeah, no, visually, great. Um, like everyone has their own like station, but yeah, I, yeah, I like I, the longer ones because you at least yeah. with camera shots, you get some really, really cool camera shots. That's true. Yeah. Margaret will say that she's nervous after pounding the pounding she got last week, but she's tried harder. Her woman's intuition says she's getting another pounding, but she's ready for whatever comes her way. Pixie shares that despite her helping others, it didn't make her fall behind. She gave herself time to focus. She says if she bombs because she cares more about others than herself, it's on her. She's the one who failed. Now, Rahina will visit Gala, who will tell her the look is actually truly tasteful. She's a sophisticated woman. The main stars are putting up a fight. Now, while Rahina was nice to Gala, Gala will be the villain of the group and only tell us in confessional she thinks Rahina's dress looks like a piñata. And she thinks Christian doesn't look any better. Um, yeah, she's yeah. feeling a little hopeful now. Yeah. I don't I mean, know what hey. their relationship was outside of the show, but like, would you advise maybe your alliance or whatever this main star is, is that like, yeah, maybe you're not going the right direction? Or is that like sabotage? Oh, like I said, I wouldn't help someone do like the sewing, but I would tell them. I'm like, you do not look your best. You might yeah. want to change it. But then again, there's a lot of people whenever they're in that challenge mode that you tell them something and then they're like, oh, no. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I look good. So, okay. And of course, Rahina and Gala will throw some shade over toward Amelia as they think she may be lip syncing after this disaster. Now, Vajarta will tell Matraka that she wanted to shape her look like a helix, but she got flashbacks of the seahorse and she does definitely not want to do that again. Vajarta says that she is in her head as she is telling herself to not repeat the same colors or concepts. There's a lot of work to do, lots of sewing and gluing. The anxiety is triggering. Vajarta shares that she started going to therapy while Matraka got in touch with her spirituality. She shares that the people of Guanajuato are deeply religious and she, share, and she struggled with that. She grew up feeling the outside world. She shares that she used to be afraid of social situations. Then she started dragging and opened up her eyes. She knows she would she should love herself even if others don't. Uh, very interesting to hear this. And I have a feeling we're going to hear a little bit more of her background and the way that religion and spirituality come into drag and especially drag is Mexico. Because uh, that's not something that we really see on the American version. But I know religion's a lot more prevalent in Mexico. Yeah, especially Catholicism and Christianity. That's definitely very prevalent in Mexican culture. Um, but it's funny and it's uh, uh, and exciting to hear this conversation because also Mexican culture has to do a lot with um, being in touch with our roots of like mm-hmm. Aztec and Mayan culture and all of this different stuff. So it's going to be interesting. And I already like have a true deep love for Matraca. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited for her and to see what she's going to bring and the conversations that she's going to be opening for a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, for me, I feel like while it's a different situation, I when I it wasn't until I entered the world of nightlife that I too was like afraid of the social world, especially in the gay scene. Um, it's it's scary and intimidating at times, but the world of nightlife made me feel at least 
there was a group of people that it would accept me, even if um, skinny white gays uh, wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, like they always say, the chosen family that you have is definitely the one that you always are going to lean on for like help and support and all that stuff. So yeah, absolutely. And Margaret will tell us she vibes with Matraka and her energies. Um, we all have childhood traumas. Vyarta says that she will laugh hers away while sometimes she will cry. And it's like, hashtag same. And Matraka <laughs> says that it's important to compliment ourselves daily. Okay, I'm going to try that. Gonna, I'll, I'll see how I do for a week. I don't know if I can go beyond a week. Then I'm like, then I'm not gay. We all have to <laughs> tell ourselves we suck. Yeah. All right. It's main stage time. And this week, first out is Lolita, who is very, 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 very heavy on the eye makeup. Um, not a fan of her look this week. Uh, I'll, yeah. I was also like the look. nude cutouts on the side. I was like, why? Just you yeah, have the body it, for it, girl. It wasn't my favorite. Um, also, her trucker walk, I was very confused. I'm like, she looked uncomfortable. I was yeah. like, what is going on? Valentina looked great. I mean, she's always, always so flawless. I've never seen that kind of hair on her. So Stunning. it was really, really pretty. She looked great. All right. This week, our host will welcome Oscar Madrazo and guest shots star. Um, what is with that one eye makeup? Come on, girl. Do both eyes. Come on. Jeffrey Boy I- Chapman can do it. You can do it, too. I guess it's a turn on TikTok. I don't know. It's very confusing. <laughs> All right. Category is Drag Quinceanera. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Party Girl or Uninvited. All right. First up is Serena Moreno. Okay. I know that this is not the most perfect design, but I think for an unconventional material challenge, it was kind of fun. The top is very basic. It's a halter top and a shiny fabric, but the skirt being made of the balloons, I thought was very campy. Sure. She really didn't repurpose them or make the structure super clean, but I think it's at least innovative approach to the challenge. Obviously, we're going to see the judges leaning more toward a traditional look with the unconventional materials, but in any, on any other franchise, she probably would have been safe. Mm, I don't know. I hated it, especially nah. being the first one. <laughs> I, that's a strong word for it, but like I'm looking at it right now, and it's just like bringing back memories of like watching that episode. <laughs> Um, it was just bad. And like, I get it, what she was trying to do with the high-low skirt. Mm-hmm. And my thing is also that top was so ill-fitting as well. So it didn't even look like a quinceanera. It looked like a mom that got caught on the balloons and was just trying to have a good time. Because even, yeah, I, it was it was bad. It was bad. Valentina says that she loves that she was the only one who kept the balloons inflated, but says the silhouette is poor as it lacks detail and depth. Oscar says he loves her attitude and her hairstyle as it's classic, ludicrous one. He says the only thing going for her are the balloons. I'm going to give this a soft party girl. Mm, uninvited. Audience, 73% party girl, 27% uninvited. Next up, Garavero. Did the edit throw us for a loop and make us think she was going to be in trouble? Yes, very that. I kind of like this. Again, I think it's young and flirty. Uh, the silhouette's fine. Sure, the dress part could have been a bit more of a flair to it, but what she does present worked for the aura of what she was going for. The gold and bronze color story is not bad as she has styled it well with the hair and the accessories. The only thing I do not love is the corset. I wish it was covered, but it's likely because she didn't want to ruin it and hence why she picked the warmer tones. That's exactly what I was going to, like, mention. 
I I understood the concept. For me personally, I did not like it because if they were saying quinceañera, and the funny thing is that in a quinceañera, uh, the birthday girl usually has like a grand ball right. gown. And then after she does all of her performances and dances, and when she's ready to sit down and eat and like party, she has like a cocktail dress that looks like the ball gown. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what she was giving me. Gotcha. Like the after party. Um, and yeah, I just hated that she didn't cover the, the corset. Like even if she didn't hot glue on it, like tuck the fabric, do right, something right, right, so we're I not agree. looking at it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, especially like how you said with the edit, the way that they were making it look like she was just going to do awful and then she was going to be lip syncing. They mentioned all these things. But no, it didn't look bad. It wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't bad. I'll give her a party girl. I'll give her a very soft party girl. Yeah. Audience, 78% party girl, 22% uninvited. Next up is Matraka. This girl is a superstar. She is a contender for the crown for sure. I love this so much. Like she is one of those skinny bitches who knows they have a good body, but it's not, mm. but they're not going to rely on the body. I think the pink base of the dress is beautiful. The rouging at the bottom was remarkable. The gloves were a sweet touch. I wish she didn't have the bronze shoulder as it didn't really work and pair well with the pink. But again, supplies were limited. This was a very youthful look and Mary's modern and classic. Well, she could have spent a bit more time playing with the hair, but alas, I think this is a good styled look. No, it was great. I do agree with the metallic bronze. Um, I do. I did see that there was like metallic pinks. So mm-hmm. I think the, she got to use that to kind of just marry it. But I, I see why she did it because she also had like the, the paper mache all throughout the dress. Right. That was like semi golden bronze. So, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it, but definitely it could have, uh, it could have been, it could have been better without it. But no, yeah. Conceptually, she looked great. Even like the hair, everything. It, does, it definitely does remind me of a quinceanera. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. It's a party girl. It's a party girl. Definitely. Audience, 73% party girl, 27% uninvited. Next up, Lady Keto. She went the classic approach and it worked in her favor. I love the dress and the cascade it creates. It's an absolute perfect silhouette. The puff sleeves are beautiful. Where she does unfortunately lose points is in the top. I know she was stiffed on material and this plain soft purple just ruins the possibility of what this could have been had she had more of the pink material. She does add the iridescent to hold the pony so it will tie into that icky purple. I do like the hair color. She paired it well with the look, though. In my nitpicky world, I would have wished it was the same purple as the ruffle in the dress, but it's the dress part that is immaculate. Yeah, no, I love the dress. I mean, if she really was cut out for fabric, she could have probably done without a tear in the dress and then made it a top. Um, I don't think it would have lost its intention. At least it would have looked much more cohesive. And I think that she would have been probably on the top, if not um, like very high top safe. Absolutely. Instead of just being safe. Um, is there, like, I did a, like uh, it. Is there a, a specific length that a quinceanera dress should have? It's always going to be a Does it have to hit down. the floor? Yeah, definitely. It definitely does. It, it, it always looks like they're just like floating. They're very uh, nice. serene. So she had that, man. I feel like if that top layer, she just like pulled it up and made it a halter like she did with that purple uh, top, 
she would have yeah she would have been good it's a party girl it's a party girl audience 70 percent party girl 30 percent uninvited Argenis, uh, she did that. The construction is brilliant. She not only incorporated a beautiful color story into this look, she was able to make the unconventional materials look purposeful. The silhouette is exactly what I expected for this challenge. She has layers and textures that are make her look uh, different than anyone else. The bow in the back was brilliant. I love the black carrots. It's a great contrast to the lilac and silver of the dress. This was very smartly done. It was great. My only complaint and this is just because I'm so nitpicky when it comes to like quinceanera looks is that I wish that dress touched the floor. Yeah. That's the only thing other than that. I mean, I have a very weird complex with Argenis because she is, she's a little like cocky. She is. But I mean, she's showing it off. So like, she's cocky with the purpose. I have to say that. Um, like she's like, I got this. I know I got this, and she did. That that look was she really did. nice. I liked even the ombre effect that she did with the cups throughout mm-hmm. the outfit. Like that was very smart, and she definitely looked like Ariana Grande having a quinceanera. So <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Rostar says that everyone understood the theme, but feels like she was truly the only one going to their quinceanera. He says she said, I'm ready for my debut in society. He says the tiara is a lovely touch. Oscar says she made it made witty details with cups and says it's really detailed. He says the bow is beautifully made. Lolita says she is fierce. She says not only is it good on a technical level, but the colors and shapes are tasteful and she wants the makeup. Uh, yeah, I think you swapping the makeup would have been good for you, Lolita, this week. Uh, it's a party girl. <laughs> It's a party girl. Audience, 80% uh, party girl, 20% uninvited. Oh, boy. Miss Vallarta. Well, she took a page out of Jiggly Caliente's book and came out as Baked Potato Couture. I'm not (sighs) sure what happened. I think she was so nervous about the material that she overcompensated. The judges were very much looking for a very specific silhouette, and Vallarta didn't deliver. I think the color was part of her downfall. While others were using bronze, they had the right silhouette. It just was not flattering. And then, again, into the styling Painting herself pink is her thing, and that's perfectly okay. But the shade she was was not complimenting the hue of the dress and the hair, and she didn't even shake the hair before she went out. Those curls were desperate for some love. Yeah. You know what the unfortunate part is about Ms. Vallarta? I get it. I get the whole concept. Mm-hmm. I understand why she did the, like, the curly cues, like, very Shirley Temple hair. But, again, you're also a drag queen, and you're not you're a big girl baby like you need it to be like bigger you need it to be out of your face you need it to compliment you and it's also the same with the outfit um like those balloons that were like attached to the top made no sense and it was also like you need to give yourself a shape like she looks like she's swimming in all of that fabric and it was very very courageous and like ambitious of her to do this because she kind of wanted to prove that, yes, I can sew and all of these girls are coming for me, coming to me for help. And I want to show you why. And it was just, mm-mm, no. It's almost like she didn't put it on, put it on correctly. It's yeah, so lopsided. Yeah, yeah, it, it was bad. Valentina says she knows she has a monochromatic motif, but her makeup must match the motif too. She says she's wearing pink makeup on her face, but her arms are purplish gray. She tells her to not forget to pay attention to detail. 
Rostar says he likes the texture in her look, but the silhouette is awkward, especially the top half saying it's confusing and looks messy. Oscar says the golden color she went for doesn't scream quinceanera. He says he can't feel the runway theme come to life. He says it's cartoony as the theme got lost in her personal interpretation. Lolita says she doesn't understand the silhouette of her dress, but what confuses her the most is the bodysuit she's wearing underneath. She says it doesn't look good, and she was thrown off more by the wig. She says the quinceanera would have thrown a tantrum saying, Mom, I want my hair done. Yeah, uninvited. I agree with that. Yeah. Totally uninvited, yeah. Audience, 20% party girl, 80% uninvited. Next, we have Pixie Pixie. You have to give her so much credit that she was able to conquer this challenge while maintaining the world of black and white. This look is very evil goth girl on her 15th birthday who is going to murder her guests if she doesn't get enough money to buy herself an evil lair. She's giving you... She's not giving you youth, but she's staying true to her drag persona. I think it was hard to see the detail on stage because she used black. But if you look at the photo from backstage, it's really, really well made. I love that she gave herself gloves. For her, this was a smart way to do this specific challenge. You know, I'm probably going to say something very controversial. I did not Same. like it. All right. Tell and us why. It was like how you said, she was very smart. And using black because she was very, again, she was also very ambitious in her, um, like, design. She had a lot going on. And the black definitely helped her to hide all yeah. of those things. Also, that arch that she had, I was like, for what? Like, it made no sense. And the hair also was swallowing her. I would have loved, like, an updo. If you were going to go, like, full goth and, like, emo like you should have done like the whole myspace hair and all that stuff <laughs> yeah um, yeah I, it wasn't my favorite Th this was um very much giving me what amanda masker would do at her quinceanera oh yeah 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 <laughs> definitely i'm gonna give this a soft party girl uh, she's at the door <laughs> like, <laughs> she's at the door yeah Audience, 70% party girl, 30% uninvited. Let's talk about her daughter, Vermelia Noir. There are just so many things wrong with this, and it starts with the table. She overcompensated and freaked out that she didn't have enough unconventional material, so she created a table with the goodies on it, and it should have been cut because <coughs> when we do see the dress, it's actually not as horrible as they're going to make it out to be. I like the color story. I think it does feel a bit... Um, weird with the foil base and the bustle off of it but the combo of the hat on the shoulder and the shoulder piece being on the same side was a major oof one either needed to be flipped or cut completely and with the shoulder piece you completely miss the sash you could tell that vermelia was not into this challenge as it strays away from her drag aesthetic she just didn't seem happy to be there but luckily for her she'll be back on the runway with her own looks and maybe third chance is all she needs mm, i don't mm. If they give her a fourth chance, uh, no. Mm -mm. It, it was just a lot of concepts. It was it was the headpiece. It was the sash. It was the shoulder piece. It was the table. It was just too much. It, it was, was too, much. too much. And, yeah. And also even like the skirt part, now that I'm looking at it again, if you're running out of fabric and running out of time, cut the bustle to match the front layer so that way it doesn't look like it's unfinished. And you yeah. don't really need the table as much of a, of a prop. Um, yeah, no. But mm -mm. what's just... also crazy is she made a table with material that she could have used for the dress. 
Exactly. So I don't get it. I, I no. Yeah, no, that's that's a no no for me because <laughs> if you had time to make that that table, you could have cut that out like mm-hmm. from your whole entire look and then just focus on your look. Valentina says she loves her makeup. She loves her loves her from the chin up, but from the chin down, oh dear, she has a lot going on. She says it gives her the impression that she didn't finish the front and tried to hide it with a prop. Rosar will ask her to move the table aside and says that the table prop is so distracting as it's all he sees, seeing, saying that a, that a table has never been part of a quinceanera dress. Uninvited. Yeah, uninvited. Audience, 36%. Party girl, 64%. Uninvited. Christian Peralta, you know she's a brilliant illusionist because she just de-aged herself by like 20 years. Dear God, that <laughs> paint was brilliant and that styling was top tier. I love the color story. The pinks and purples are paired so perfectly together. I think the dress having this youthful 2000 silhouette was smart. It does give you the category, but it's in a different perspective than anyone else. Um, the bust line was very playful. The hair, um, that is how you do a flat wig. Give it just enough volume so it makes you look like a mean girl. Um, I'm a big fan of hers. While it was not big grand quinceanera dress for a unconventional material challenge, she did well. Yeah, um, I mean it was great. It was cute, but then again, I don't, I don't want to look to be just like cute, you know. I yeah. want it. I want to be wowed. And like how I said about gala, like it just, it was just very much like the after party look mm-hmm. that was like underneath the, the ball gown and yeah i almost I, wonder if she, if it was like another reveal this week where she had like the ball gown and whipped ripped it off and then had this maybe that would have been more successful oh yeah most definitely but like i get it she, like she said that she was going for like the early 2000s the the bitchy girl like the yeah so she definitely landed on that but like how even one of the judges was saying that they're all becoming like her followers and just like loving everything that she does. Like I, I personally didn't like it. All right. Well, Valentina loves her look. She says it's a snatched body, gorgeous legs and a flawless makeup. She says she gives Lizzie McGuire vibes as well as Mia Colucci, Paris Hilton and Regina George. She says she looks like a girl who says no one can beat me. Uh, do you know who Mia Colucci is? No. Neither do I, I've heard it before, but I'm like, Drawing a blank when I heard it, I was like, where have I heard it before? But now I have to like look it up so I can see who it is. Oscar says her look is pretty, but he would have liked to see a classic quinceanera skirt. He says she looks so sweet on stage and has the power to woo the audience into believing she's a quinceanera, but the dress fell short for him. Christian uh, Rockstar says she went for a mini skirt because she usually has more of a mature image and wanted to pull off a new look and believe she didn't. Lolita says this literally is her fantasy. She really loves the shoes. Christian says that what makes them even more special is her mom glued all the rhinestones on and she is almost 80 years old. She says before coming there, she said she wanted to give her something and help as she knows this was important for her. And I love that. I love that story. Um, I'm going to give it a party girl. Uh, Uninvited for me. Ooh, audience, 73% party girl, 27% uninvited. Regina Voce. So it's screaming 80s, and it's also giving me Xenon Girl of the Future, if anyone knows a reference. Um, I think had the skirt part had more volume, we would be onto something. But because the shoulders are bigger and grander than the dress itself, the proportions leave so much to be desired. The styling of the hair was bright. I, I love the curled side pony, party girl in that respect. She did what she could with the abilities she had, but... Um, it's not good. 
You know, I loved it. Yeah, was I it? really liked it. It was just so campy, and for me personally, if I was judging it, she would have been one of my top three looks. Um, I I all I needed was like a head brace, like like something, <laughs> yeah, to have just like tied it all together. But it was nice, and the fact that she didn't know how to sew. Like yes, I get it. A lot of people said that they were they were getting piñata more than um, uh, ball gown and quinceañera, but I loved it. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the the tacky side of me or the eighty <laughs> side of me. Uh, but yeah, no, I liked it. I'll give it a party girl. I'll give it a party girl. Yeah. Audience: fifty nine percent party girl, forty one percent uninvited, and finally, Margaret E. Yeah. This was beautiful. It was very in line to what Margaret is. It's got a great silhouette. I really do love the cascading colors of purple, gold, and pink on the dress. The heart in the middle was such a smart touch. Again, the sleeves right in line with Quinceanera and the pairing of the gold gloves was spot on. Her mug is always stamped and this is the right youthful hair for you to use for this look. I thought this was very well done. She was my winner for the week. So I was a little upset that she didn't win because she tied it all in. Yeah, the the colors complemented themselves very well. Um, it was all throughout the outfit, and she was the only one that brought the doll, and that's like a big part of the quinceañera. Can you talk about that and explain what that means? Because we didn't really get that on the show. Yes. So basically, the doll is it's it's one of the one of the many things that you get. So um, there's one part is you get uh, your first pair of heels, basically, okay. where um, the the birthday girl sits down, the parent comes up changes like the flats into the heels um it's supposed to commemorate like the coming up of age and then the doll is the same thing where obviously as a child a girl always likes to play with dolls and um once they turn 15 they basically buy them their final doll because they're going they're growing up into womanhood and usually the doll no not usually all the time the doll has a matching dress that you have so that's yeah she should have won yeah she should yeah won. so like she tied it all in and she definitely was like really thinking thinking hard about it so i yeah she was my winner amazing thank you for sharing that i really appreciate yeah. that all right, Valentina loves the shout out to Talia and loves her doll as well as only she alluded to this tradition. She thanks her for listening closely to their suggestions, making changes and doing her best. Uh, what is the shout out reference to Talia? I'm pretty sure it was the hearts on the chest. That's, okay. what, it was. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oscar says that she has really unique ideas saying she took a risk with this dress because some only dream of cupcakes, but she baked it happen. Uh, pun intended. He says she is making it clear that she is unique, she is taking risks, and that she has her very own artistic concept. Lolita loves that she is showing skin because when she hides her under layers, she gets distracted and can't focus on her. She lives for the low cut. It's a party girl. My favorite of the week. Uh, definitely a party girl. And the audience's favorite, 87% party girl, 13% uninvited. Now, after no tongue lashing this week, we learned that Garavaro, Matraca, Lady Kero, Pixie Pixie, and Regina Voce are safe, leaving Margaret Ia, Serena Moreno, Christian Baralta, Miss Vallarta, Renis, and Vermela Noir as the tops and bottoms. Uh, do you agree? Um, with some changes, I would have completely agreed. Um, I still think that <clears throat> Lady Kero could have been up there as well. Yeah. Instead of Christian, um, 
that would be probably the only change that I would Yeah, I don't know. I, as much as I stand Christian, I don't know if Christian was the top this week, even though she was. I mean, she looked gorgeous. And, like, the, 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 the dress, or lack thereof, looked really nice on her. So yeah. I, I could see why. But Lady Ghetto definitely tried her best. I could see why they wouldn't have put her on the top, but I also don't think that she was just safe, to be totally yeah. honest. Agreed. All right. In the workroom, it's time for our Untucked Junior. The safe girls discuss how this challenge was one of the dreaded ones the most. Gata would tell Rohina that she feared for her. The honesty is coming out, chicas. Uh, Rohina is surprised, but Gata tells her that it's not about being ugly. She just sees Pinata, and Rohina's like, oh, so when you mentioned it before, you were actually talking about me, bitch. Uh, she <laughs> wanted to tell her, but Gata's like, I told you, but you just didn't get it. Now, I, I feel like I know you well enough that if your sister was not going the right direction, you would just straight up tell her. You're not going to code it. Oh, yeah, no. Not code it at all. I'd be like, girl, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> literally, even a look, I, I feel like I would just be like, come on. Rohita thinks she's intelligent and made a decent look, but she's safe. Pixie will compliment Gala and tell her that while she didn't sew, she made it work and it looked great. She knows she sold it and it's feeling gorgeous. She's pleased with the result as she knows it's not her forte, but she tried her best. The tops and bottoms return and immediately they know that Vermelia looks thrilled. Cue the sarcasm. <laughs> Christian is feeling it and not because of her critiques, but her girdle. Sanana tells us that Christian is always struggling to breathe backstage because she ties her cords to too tight and is about to faint. She says, loosen it, girl. Uh, do you know any girls who um, do that? uh not anymore i mean <laughs> i was one of them definitely so i feel like nowadays uh, more so it's like okay so when are we gonna cinch again right exactly no, especially during pride not. especially during pride Mm-mm. it's too hot now for that no Mm-mm. yeah no thank you so nana shares that they did not like her look and gala will be like oh they uh, attacked you and tear you apart and she's like yes and the other girl's like no no it was not that bad uh gala Vero is the shitster it's that <laughs> smile she looks sweet but she's the devil in disguise yeah it definitely is yeah <laughs> she coats it with that smile definitely but yeah a lot of people are like oh this bitch was being a bitch to me <laughs> Vermelia will tell the group that she is open to criticism, and while she used the prop, it was to sell the quinceanera table. Sanana tells us that she thinks it fits a waiter look better, or even a mom serving carnitas to the guest. The girls are going to suggest to Vallarta that she cheer up, but she says she's fine. She's she's really not. She doesn't want to talk, and the girls like, well, if you don't want to talk, you don't have to. But did you notice how half the girls looked straight over to the camera and to production to actually get confirmation if? Vyarta didn't have to talk. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah, they, there was a bunch of head darts straight toward the camera. I was like, oh, <laughs> they're probably told you all have to say something and she doesn't want to do it. Right. We're going to learn in confessional that she doesn't want their words of encouragement. She just needs to keep rehearsing the song in her head. She knows her fate. I mean, I understand that, especially after the previous week. You were told you didn't know the words. You want to make sure it's every single word is in your mouth. Right, that's definitely fair because if you mess up again, obviously, the minute you slip up and don't know a word, you're probably. How fast gone. are you able to learn a song? I honestly, if I'm the type of person that if it's a, co- a pressure cooker like that, maybe like a day or two of me just like continually listening to it every single minute of the day. But yeah. How many times did you have to listen to Padam Padam? 
<laughs> I know the chorus and that's it. I try to avoid that like the plague. Oh my God, you're not a Kylie fan? I'm a, I love Kylie. Not I just hate song. when songs are overplayed. No, just in general, I hate when songs are overplayed. I'm just like, why again? I just yeah, this, that one just, it seeped into the gay blood just at the right time. It reaches limit though. There's a lot of people that are like, okay, I've had enough. Not enough. Meanwhile, DJ Ricky is like, we'll just play it on repeat for the next 48 hours. <laughs> exactly. All right. The time has come to lip sync for your life, girls. Give it to your all. It is time for the results. Lolita will stop production for a minute. And I was like, uh, okay, what's about to happen this week? But no, no, she's there to get out a glass to give a toast to our quinceanera winner, a toast to Argenes. She gets a prize of 18,000 pesos. Uh, so it's tradition, I'm assuming, to give a toast like that. Yeah, I was like thinking about it when I was watching it. And it's so funny to me how against Aniera, it's kind of just a, a mini wedding, honestly, yeah. because there's a ball gown, there's this, there's that, the other. Yeah. It's, it's not so unlike weird. a bar or bat mitzvah in the Jewish tradition as well. I had a bar mitzvah. Um, it was okay. It was a party. Um, there you go. Choices. Friends, if you want to see those photos, um, $5, I'll show you them. Okay. <laughs> 13 you're going through puberty things are changing voices are changing it's not yeah. fun it's not fun no. all right we are going to learn that margarita christian parata and vermelia are safe leaving miss vallarta um and serena morena as the bottom two do you agree i did i definitely did agree um i don't agree that serena should have been bottom two but yeah. i agree it should have been vermelia i i feel like yeah. after last week she was in the bottom put the two of them in the bottom again yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let them the redeem song, themselves from what it was. Exactly. The song is Marela Moralo by Alejandra Guzman. Are you familiar with the song? Uh, not the song, the artist. Yes, I love Alejandra Guzman. She's like, yeah, she's like our big rock star from Mexico. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, known as the Queen of Hearts and the Queen of Rock. Yeah. Yeah. This was a 90s pop rock anthem. I feel like Viarta was already checked out. Like she was defeated and everyone's like, oh my God, is she quitting? Is she walking out? No, she was just making an entrance. We know drag queens. That's what they love to do. Yeah. But the thing is, I got very upset when that happened because there's so many of, of girls on that show that just walk off and they're like, peace out. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? You're going to do that? I'm like, damn. All you got to do is just walk to the back, turn around and then make a grand circle. And then that's your entrance. Same effect. Right. Exactly. I think there was passion in Vallarta's performance. Serena brought it just a, a tad more simply because of what happened the previous week. Vallarta needed to give like the greatest lip sync in the history of lip syncs in order to stay, but it just wasn't even close. Like her energy was kind of at a six. Um, Serena and the floor slide, very rock and roll. Uh, she not only lost part of her dress, but she started to pop her balloons. Um, good idea. In the end, Serena is saved. Miss Vallarta officially becomes the pork chop of Mexico. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Okay. If anything, I, I think Vermelia should have gone home. I think that she should have been on the bottom too, and I think that she should have gone home because... I agree. I, I really do agree. Yeah. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Oh, let's do this. What is Miss Vallarta's legacy? <laughs> That she's a liar because she said that she could sew and then showed up with that outfit. 
if she were to be on a pork chop season, an international pork chop season, how do you think she would fare? I don't know. I'm not very familiar with her work, but I feel like give her some time to cook. I think she would place like a good like middle, like seventh place. Yeah, that's fair. All right. I ask everyone this question. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Not necessarily the winner of the episode. Oh, uh, well, throughout it and all the funny stuff and shady stuff, I guess Gala had a, yeah, good, Gala episode, had a good episode. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to say Gala, but I'm also going to say quinceañeras because everyone wants one now. <laughs> true. That is very true. <laughs> all right. Next week, it seems we're due for an acting challenge and the judges are not pleased with anything that happens. Apparently, um, anyone you're worried about, who do you think is not going to be a good performer? Oh, I hate to say this. I'm so worried about my girl, Matraca, because mm-hmm. she's like how she was just talking about how she's very spiritual. So I think that she's just going to be a little too calm and not go for like the acting a fool and like falling on your ass type of yeah. thing. So I'm worried I'm, I'm about a little, my girl. I'm a little worried about Vermelia as well, because she doesn't seem like the type who leans into camp too much. Um, yeah. But we'll see. You never know what's going to happen. After two episodes, the winner of the season is. Oh, for me, mm-hmm. Matraca. It's She's definitely, definitely up Matraca there. or Pixie Pixie. I'm going to keep Christian for the moment for two, my second week in a row. Uh, they okay. really love her. They really, really love her. And this is two tops in a row. So yeah. we'll, see. we'll see. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Um, anywhere and everywhere at Katrina Lovelace, Katrina with the C, baby. You will find me there. Amazing. Yep. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>